It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. A happy February 3rd, 2024 to everyone listening. This is Matt Shea, and I am filling in for the Matson Mitchell team. We're talking about Gary Matson and Susan Mitchell, but I am here at the KKNW Alternative Talk Radio Studios, and I'm looking at my Allstate man. Why, you ask? Because whenever Nathan Miller's at the controls, I'm in good hands. Nathan, how are you this morning? Good morning, Matt, and I'm doing well, and I'm glad you clarified that you're in good hands, that kind of Allstate, because my geography is not very good, and I don't really do a good job at naming all the states or putting them on a map, so I'm glad it's the other Allstate. You make things childproof around here so that a guy like me can sit down and get on the air. I love you for that. We have got an amazing show. I think I am speaking for everyone that whenever we see an old building, something built in the 1800s, we want to take a look inside. We want to see what's going on. Do you have that about yourself? Oh, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things was when I was on the East Coast, uh, uh, Fort, uh, it's just drawing a blank on me, but <laughs> in the South Carolina, there is this fort where the first shot of the Civil War was fired. And going inside of that and exploring around and even seeing some of those uh, ballistics that are still in those brick walls of the fort was truly amazing just to see that piece of history. That is just history on and on every day. Well, I'm going to make it a little closer to home. In our area, I've come across two such structures from the 1800s. And real quick, that is Fort Sumter. It just came back to my mind. Yeah, that's where the first shot came from, Civil War history. We are in Everett, Washington, and we are focusing on the Vintage Cafe from 1892. This is an amazing structure. It's a brick building that, believe it or not, the bricks go four apiece wide. How fortified? Four bricks thick. Is that a pun, fortified? I get it. (laughs) Just testing you. But isn't that something? And initially, it was the Royal Hotel with 12 rooms, and then it became apartments, and then after the Prohibition, it became the cave. Well, I went in there the other day, and I was amazed, and then I saw a reader board. Visit at Team Haunt Paranormal. THP on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube to see the Vintage Cafe featured in a paranormal video. Well, we have just the right guest for this one. And Jennifer, are you out there with us? Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning. Good morning. We are, How are you? Oh, we're just thrilled. We're so happy about this. We've been passing the notes all week and learning more and more about the Vintage Cafe it's just so happy to have you here. And when I Thank first you. arrived there, I was in awe that it was restored as if it was just constructed the day before. And to walk in there, the brick walls, the beautiful oak furniture, the bar that represents the era that the building was constructed, it was incredible. 
And then upon Joey's request, I tried your Mulligan stew. I love it. I had a Reuben sandwich. And then recently, I sat at the counter with you and had breakfast. Yeah. But you... It was such a treat. But we addressed a reader board that announced the THP YouTube video about the paranormal video. And you even took me downstairs and showed me what the building was like in 1892. From this point forward, here's the $64,000 question. Jennifer, what is it like working at a haunted place? I love it. I love going into places when you can feel the energy of the past, um, when it's still alive, when you can feel that a building is still alive and has life, and you can tell that it just was filled with people through over 100 years that have Um, enjoyed this establishment as an ice creamery, as a bar, um, before Prohibition, after Prohibition, and also as a hotel. So you can definitely feel that that life is just always there, and you feel that energy in here every day, and I love it. I enjoyed sitting up at the bar, and Jim, the owner, the entrepreneur, he sat next to me, very friendly, told me a lot of history about the place. First of all, that structure has a great reputation. The 12 rooms upstairs that were once a hotel and an apartment, there was never any foul play up there. They abided by the law of this land or the prohibition, and for that reason, I believe, they were allowed Everett's first liquor license when the prohibition came to an end. And I think we had a first... I believe we're talking about the first woman to get a liquor license for her business. Yes, Jim, the owner, his um, late wife, Karen, who passed away a a year and a half ago, bless her heart, was quite a spitfire. And in the 70s, women were not allowed to get business license, checking accounts, let alone a liquor license without the permission of a father or a husband. So... Um, as you can see, not only just getting our license after Prohibition, but also a woman getting her license in the 70s has continued the tradition. I love it. Only in Everett, Washington. That's right. That's now, right. And so we definitely feel her spirit here as well. You know, now that she's passed on, she's still, she's still with us as well in these brick buildings. When you enter your place of work every day, as you enter it, does something come over you? Do you expect something? Do you feel something? Um, after I'm here for a little bit and I get a little settled in, yes, I definitely feel um, the, the building waking up with me. I think I could say that it definitely is a, a kind of a good morning. You can hear all, like any old building, the creaks, the you know, shifting, um, but also we do hear, you know, voices. Sometimes we feel like people are talking to us. We feel that, that you can see people out of the corner of your eye, but it's always been a good energy. And even, as you said, the Team Honk Paranormal, when they did their investigation, they also felt the, the positive energy in this place, that it wasn't a negative energy. That was definitely positive. And I, you know, like I said, paid tribute to the fact that it was a social place. People came here to gather and be happy and have a drink after work or, you know, calm their nerves after a long week. So Jennifer, that was my experience after I had breakfast with you because the place was packed 
but nothing compared to those outside on the sidewalk. But they were all talking, greeting old friends. Hey, let's get a table together. Acquaintances pushing it up a notch. We're friends now. Let's all sit. Everybody was happy. The socializing started while they were waiting to be served at their favorite place, the Vintage Cafe. I loved it. Inside was the same thing. Everybody was happy, and I would see somebody turn and wave because at the other end of the room, yet another friend. The whole community is there. And I told Jim, I said, you really don't have to advertise. No, everybody knows we're here. Yes, it is. It is. It's been such an iconic place for so many years. And we definitely have a large community in this place. I've worked here over 10 years, and I've met and have befriended so many of our customers and regulars and have gotten to hear so many good stories. I've seen people get married, have babies, pass away. So it's definitely been my family as well being here. And, yes, I I hope that we do have that sense of community here because we are in the heart of downtown Everett and have been here for over 40 years um, as the Vintage Cafe. So it, it makes me happy to hear you say that as well. When you gave me the nickel tour and on your break, you took me downstairs to the basement to show me what 1892 looked like below street level. <laughs> and then I just watched some of the videos on YouTube about from the paranormal group. What are some of the things you have experienced below street level in that building? Um, below street level, it's funny because you would think that the basement would be a scary place. And it definitely is musty and cobweb filled and and dark and dank and low ceiling um most of the stuff i felt has been in the main building um and restaurant level the basement just kind of has that like woo feeling like i felt um, it didn't you notice how i had you lead and if i heard a noise i was halfway up the stairs the only thing i'm afraid of down there is spiders (laughs) nothing else but just the spiders get me. But um, but other than that, like I said, I don't, you know, it's, you can definitely feel the, the age of the building and um, a little more history whispering to you when you go down into the basement. Um, we have the old boiler down there that still works. Um, there's still the old um, barrel wells that came from the street, so that's where they yes. would put the kegs on from the street and roll them down into the basement. Um, which are now covered up, but you can still see that mark of history in the basement, which makes it uh, comforting to me. Like I said, I like the comfort of the old building and the, all the little nuances and creaks and noises that this place makes. It makes it feel alive. When Team Paranormal, Team Haunt Paranormal, excuse me, went to the basement, they had a chalkboard hanging like a picture. It started to yeah. swing back and forth, but they took paper towels on either side to show that there yeah. was no breeze and nothing else was doing it. And then it stopped upon request, and then yeah. it started moving, and then it escalated its speed, yeah. and then they were seeing the orbs around it. Yeah, and our EMF reader was going off in that area as well, which is the tool used in growth hunting, the electronic meter reader. Um, and it will shine from a yellow-green to a red light, and it was going off as well. And that's actually the stairs up from the basement. So that's the, the swinging side, cho- side um, 
chalkboard, excuse me, the swinging chalkboard was actually upstairs just as you come up from the basement. But the funny thing is, is that the owner, Jim, who's a skeptic, witnessed that as well. And I had to explain it to him. Well, that happened during our investigation. And then my favorite part is when we get new um, employees working here. They'll experience it and not want to tell anyone. And then they'll finally fess up, not knowing that that was featured on our video and confirm that they have also witnessed the the pendulum swing of the chalkboard. Yes. And also the water spigots, they look like they're from last century, even though everything's up to code, but they're beautiful. That glorious look they had for that century. Yeah. They've been known to operate on their own when people are standing back and watching. Or, yeah, we'll walk into, I've walked into the building before and the, the bathroom uh, faucets and spigots are on full blast not just a drip. And I know when I leave here at night that I've turned them off and there's no reason for them to be on. And I've been told that bathrooms can be one of the epicenters for some of the hauntings, the smaller room. Um, I'm not well versed in everything, but I've been told that. So um, we've definitely had experience there and um, definitely voices back in that area. And Many other little, just little things, little playful things. You hit the word playful things. A friend of mine up on Lopez Island, she does auctions and so forth at one of their old halls, and she said the spirits are playful, and they do little Mm -hmm. humorous things because they're your friends, so to say. Nothing alarming, nothing cold or dirty, something amusing, while you've got to keep a straight face and address the masses of that. Now, right. have you seen things, have you seen the, the proverbial shadow figures, have you seen something from the corner of your eye then looked and you know for a fact something was standing there? Oh, yes. I've definitely, even before we had the, the Team Haunt Paranormal come in, I definitely have seen the things from the corner of my eye. Um, employees that were employed here in the Uh, early 80s has come in and asked, oh, do you still see the resident ghost? So it's definitely something that's been here throughout the years and um, through many skeptics and believers and all kinds of people have witnessed something, whether they, you know, want to put their their belief into it or just, you know, brush it off as a coincidence. But everybody has experienced something that's worked here or has visited here. And it's fun to hear the visitors' stories, too. I have visitors that will feel something or see something in a mirror or um, up in a corner. But definitely people will feel something in this building, and that's, I, I like that, as long as it's a good comforting feeling, but that seems to be the, the census for that. So I studied a lot of port towns, and they have these old Victorian homes that go back a couple hundred years. Lots of stories attached. I was at the Ann Starrett House, and the owner says, I've been living here for years. I never saw anything. But we had a mother and daughter team stay last night, and she got them and share with Matt what you saw. And they go right up that stairwell. It was a woman in a Victorian dress, but we could see through it. It was a spirit, but she was just looking like, like she was on guard or something. But they swore oh, up wow. and down they saw it. And all the time, somebody new gets the welcome wagon, so to say. It's it's amusing, it's odd, it's different, but it's right. not its not an attack. It's more like an extension of themselves. 
And then when yeah. I did the Toklin Hotel, the husband would see things on occasion. The wife never did until one day Emmanuel Locke locked her into a room and then the power went off in that room only, which defied the electrical wires and so forth. So she right. had to yell to get her husband out because whatever was doing this would have to do it from inside of the room as well as out. They don't come together, and it would have affected that section of the hotel. And then later on, she was working on the carpeting and saw a black cloud materialize out of a wall, and it continued to cross the floor and went through the other wall and it was certainly whatever was introducing itself to her. All those years, wow. all those stories, and then the day came where it was her turn. I love that. That's a good one. <laughs> a little creepy, but that, that's a good one. I like that. You and have like it upstairs opinion. that at one time we, was the Royal Hotel. It was apartments. And again, yeah. happy stories up there. No tragedy. Uh, nothing that would violate the law role model. Again, there are reasons why they were the first legal tavern in Everett after the Prohibition. What could you tell us about upstairs? Upstairs, um, upstairs is amazing. The first part that's amazing about it is that the stairs that go upstairs to the old hotel are street level. So you go from a street level up um, an amazing staircase. And kind of get winded halfway up. So it was amazing to me that people that did travel, had their suitcases, trunks, had to climb those stairs because they didn't provide escalators or elevators <laughs> at the time. So that part's amazing to me, that they just had to make that climb to go up to the room. Um, the upstairs has now been um, redone as apartments. So there's three apartments up there. And the owner lives up there um, along with his daughter-in-law. Um, she lives in another apartment down the hall. Um, so the, the decorations have been all to period. It looks like you're walking into a turn-of-the-century Victorian home when you go upstairs now, which also gives you that whole feel of the building, like I said, like a warm hug, comforting, but you also get that sense of history, a sense of a good haunting like you can feel the people that used to visit this town or stay here or work here or were settling here, um, that that was, this was one of their first stop and stays if they have the money to do so. Keep in mind, for 1892, that was primo luxurious. That was oh, top yeah. of the town, what that royal hotel was. So we right. have we have Jim upstairs and I thoroughly enjoyed visiting with them because let's talk mm -hmm. about that mulligan stew. That was an old family <laughs> recipe handed down from generations that is now served in that happy cafe. And yeah, the people out day. there, if they don't know each other, they're in the process of knowing each other. Uh, I yeah. have a list of friends where we're going to go in there. And regardless of the paranormal activity, just to be there, to have their fish and chips, to have the omelets, uh, the salads. Uh, our fish and chips is amazing. We serve our another a famous dish is the vintage dip. It's our version of the French dip where they cook pot roast the old-fashioned way, slow roasted, and um, that's on a French roll and has the au jus and cheese, and it's just ooey-gooey goodness. Very good. You have very popular the, here. You have the silver tip burger, and yeah. 
It has two patties, I believe a sausage among Kielbasa, yes, bacon, among many other ham. things. And you could get two guys my size, cut it in half, and we will probably be taking some of it home with us. And Just I amazing. That, I mean, that, that burger has some to weight table. to it. Yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, the portions are great. It's um, American, fair, comfort food. Um, we like staying on brand with that, with all the food trends that have gone on, on over the years. This has been such a great mainstay and um, such a comfort to people that have aged in the community that they come in here. They know they're going to get the same meals that they found comforting 20 years ago and that they enjoyed 20 years ago. In my and, opinion, that is why the spirit life is there alive and well because they're maintaining the temple. It's not I there for an outcry well. of an injustice. It's a warm community while we're in our holding pattern, so to say. And again, right. to sit at the bar, you have a full-time bar. But my yeah. God, this is the Pacific Northwest, and I've never had better coffee than what you serve at your cafe. To sit well, up we, there, to talk with the owner, to talk to some of the neighbors, coffee, hearing more of the history. At one time, I believe there was over 30 such cafes and bars in that general area that oh, yeah. from the Depression era, and he's one of the few that survived it. We did, and it's been, it's been a couple of different places, but it's never closed down. It's always had some, something, somebody in here, whether it be a bar, whether it's an ice cream uh, confectionery store, there's always been something here, and um, they've been. They we survived our recent tra uh, COVID hiccup as well. Um, we main, remained strong. We didn't close down. We kept doing to goes, and we just wanted to let people know that we were still here. Um, we also helped sponsor the Silver Tips, the hockey minor league hockey team that's here in Everett. Um, they've helped us a lot once that team came into town at Angel of the Winds Arena. Um, and they bring visitors and all kinds of people into this town, which has also helped us. So they've helped us. We helped them. They got a burger named them after them. Well. them. I mean, that's, that is honor. And, it, and it's not just a burger. It's up there with the weight of a bowling ball because I saw exactly. one of them. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Yeah. The term happy haunting applies here in my opinion there are a lot of places i guess throughout europe the castles and stuff they say oh the family's still here they like it here they're happy the ancestors in my opinion that's what's going on at the vintage cafe from 1892 on forward what a warm place to call home and hang out i agree i love it and i'm all about promoting downtown Everett's our restaurants, and uh, reaching out and creating even a bigger community and cooperative with this town. Now, do you have other paranormal groups come in and do their magic, ch checking things out and seeing what they could find? Um, I was approached by quite a few since I've worked here. And like I said, Jim is a skeptic, so he'd roll his eyes a lot. Um, when Team Haunt Paranormal reached out to me, I felt a really good connection, a good vibe, much like I felt from you, Matt, when you ah. first came in. <laughs> well, I like I you, good, too. You know, when you, yeah, you read people, and I had a good connection. So I, I trusted them. You know, I don't want to let just anybody in here. This was an overnight 
day. You know, we were all night long, so I had to trust these people. They were all over the building um, and had cameras everywhere. So I had to have the trust and the intent, and I liked the way that they, we had a seance, opening seance, we had a closing seance. They staged the building. They were very respectful, and um, they're learning. They're a fairly new team, so it was a good opportunity for them to branch out, and um, they have claimed that our place and all the places they've done has the most active activity in the time that they were here. Well, as you know, we were initially going to have Skip and Sharon Langay from the Psychic Spectrum radio show, and they yeah. will join me and others, and we'll be at the Vintage Cafe when first opportunity arrives. And they're a fun group. They hate cult stuff, but they love history and respect. And so as you had with Team Haunt Paranormal, yourself and Jim, for that matter, Joey, it'll be the same clientele, and I believe that we're all invited within that scope. Because this is a fun place. It's not an evil place. It's not scary. There's a warmth to it that it has that spiritual kick, if you could feel it, the right touch. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I look forward to that. I hope that we, I do get to meet Skip and Sharon and um, maybe do a future show with you as well. Um, I have one coming up. I'm their man on the street. And once a month, Uh I pick a fun place. And I prefer the old ones, like 1892, a brick place. The Vintage Cafe yeah. would be ideal. You and I will hook up on that, and it'll be fun. But anyway, on behalf of KKNW and the Mats and Mitchell team, Gary Mats and Suzanne Mitchell were just thrilled, and they kept going as far as they can researching the Vintage Cafe. We're so happy you could join us today. And I know we're going to be doing some more radio together. I love it, Matt. I look forward to that. In the meantime, people can visit our website at VintageCafeEverett.com or look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and with Team Haunt Paranormal. As you mentioned, it was YouTube and Facebook and TikTok as well. I've looked up all of them, and they give great information. It is quite a red carpet treatment. Okay, Appreciate you very much, Jennifer, and I look forward to seeing you. Next time it won't be through a radio speaker. It's going to be at that counter. I've All gotta, right. I love it. Got to have another omelet and mulligan stew when the weather permits. Perfect. Okay. I look forward to that, Matt. Thanks so much. You have a good day. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye, Matt. This is Matt Shea, and we will be right back after these messages. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. 
Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is manceandmitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Charlie Serafin, author of The Story of Your Life, to inspire you to reflect on your entire life in the most meaningful way. On Saturday, Catherine Alice makes her annual Valentine's visit to talk about how love can find you no matter what your circumstances or how many times you have given up on romance. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. This is Matt Shea welcoming you back to the Matson Mitchell Show. We're very happy to have our next guest who is from Mirkwood Public House from 1898. This is a former Episcopal church, but I've been there many times, and recently I've been visiting with Heather, and she has a lot of stories to share with us. Heather, are you with us? I am. Good morning. Okay. Heather, here we go. Here's my $64,000 question. Heather, what's it like working at a haunted place? Well, honestly, you get quite used to it. So it's one of those things that things happen, and sometimes it's startling, and sometimes you're just like, oh, okay, it's the ghost. Hi, ghost. So, yeah, in, in my case, just because I've been there so long now, I'm really quite used to it. There are many, many, many stories that go with the Burkwood, because I had been there past so two many. years off and on. You and I bet a few times. Here's one for you. I noticed that some of the doorways, the door jams, have a little notch that's a few feet off the ground. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, are you talking about the date that's written on the door jam? The date, and also it is a height for a certain someone oh. that you have seen. Right, right. Yeah, well, so the the one of the funnest things, and, and the, we have not painted over this one particular spot. It's in a back door jam in a green mother herbalware behind the stage. And there's this really fun hallway behind the stage that you wouldn't see in a modern day building and all things that have happened back there. Um, the biggest thing is when people walk back there, they get a cold chill. So it's this fun, you know, if someone wants to experience something, it's a really easy place to take people because they're going to experience it for sure. And there's this date that's on this back door jam, and it's April 12th, 1942, 12, 10 p.m. And it's kind of in this pencil, old-timey writing. So, and I still, we don't know what happened then. We've looked it up. There's nothing on record. Um, but whoever's back there 
his name's Ed. <laughs> I guess he's talked to a lot of people. But yeah, he's that's a fun spot in the building to take people to. Twice I have brought Skip and Sharon Lange from the Psychic Spectrum radio show there, and they didn't know much about the Mirkwood, and I kept kind of quiet about it. And Skip looked at me, and he said, did you see that little girl? It seemed to be a ghost, a little girl walking in that area. Well, some of the people working there would take me to the door, and they would say when we would see her ghost walk through, we would kind of guess how tall she was. It's got to be early grade school, maybe even early. So that's what those markings are from the times they've seen her. It's a child. Oh, right. Now I know what you're speaking of. Yes, well, Samantha. This, <laughs> that's who I'm talking about, Samantha. Right. Now, Samantha seems to have quite a personality. And correct me if I'm wrong, she's been known to tie shoestrings together when patrons were sitting up at the bar visiting with one another. Like, yep, how in the that. world did that happen? And also, right. you would have play toys on a windowsill. They were known to move around. Right. Yeah, with nobody that. So that was her for the spot that she's mostly at. <laughs> she's in the, so where that hallway is speaking of behind the stage, there's another hallway right above that that goes back to the back apartment and, and back to the um, massage Reiki room on the right-hand side. So she will run around back there. Yes. If we have time, I have a really fun story. This is my favorite Samantha story. Well, let's and have it, it right from, now. It comes from my husband who doesn't believe in ghosts. And uh, he was working really late uh, one night doing some construction downstairs in the tattoo shop. And so he decides to spend the night in the apartment. So he's, you know, goes to sleep. About 4 o'clock in the morning here, here's uh, little feet running across the hallway. And he's like, oh, did Heather and Summer make it back here? This is when my 11-year-old was about nine years old. And so he's hearing this, and he's like, wow, why, why did they show up in the middle of the night? So he opens the door, nothing's there. Goes back to sleep, keeps hearing it. And I think she was trying to like, I'm here, Anton, I'm here. But of course, he's like, there's nothing there. So he tells me about it the next morning. He's like, oh, I'm sure it was birds on the roof. I'm like, little feet running across the hallway. Come on, Anton. This is like, she's trying to say, I'm here, I'm here. Please pay attention to me. Because we all pay attention to her. Like I said, we put toys up for her. She flickers the light when people talk about her. Um, yeah, she's a, she's a fun one. I have never seen her. Um, I have never seen her, her shadow or anything, but other people have. And she has been... Um, different ghost hunter, paranormal um, groups have talked to her, have seen her. Yeah, she's she's a fun one. Okay. Next door is where your neighbor Stephen lives, and that used to be the house where the priest lived because that was an Episcopal church at right. one time. Okay, Stephen had come into the Mirkwood, introduced himself. Are you Matt? And I want to show you something. <laughs> he took right. me to his house took me to the basement, and he showed me where the tunnels were patched up. There's a tunnel from this house that led there and another one out in the street. And you know about the little girl? I used to see her all the time, her, her apparition. I would see her out when she would talk to me, and he finally patched them all up. Then he took me to the Burkwood, took me downstairs where you have your shops, and he was showing me where they were patched up, leading straight right. to his house. But he talked about that little girl an awful lot. Now, you've had new employees, and they would say, well, I never saw anything, 
until that one day I saw a candle fly off a table by itself, nobody was around. Stories like that. We were talking about glasses getting cut in half, and could you share that with us? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's the the most dramatic, and it happened to be on on Halloween, and um, it was when our uh, old uh, sound guy, Dave Ray, he was sitting right there, and, and, you know, he, of course, was like, oh, ghosts, pish posh, there's no ghosts. And right when he says this, this glass that was right in front of him, he, his hands are nowhere near it, and I'm on the other side of the bar. It just, half of it goes flying off. It goes all across the room, like glass just everywhere. And then we were looking at it because we were like, what in the world? And he's like, I can't believe this just happened. And I'm like, I'm telling you, you know, the ghosts here for some reason want you to pay attention to them. They want you to acknowledge them. And he was, you know, giving his whole, like, I don't believe in ghosts. And so they were like, I will show you. And it was almost like something had to hit it, like on the other end, like, like um, tw- from me going towards him. And I have no idea, you know, physics, how this could have happened. Ex- you know, maybe like a, a really strong, put, who knows, because the bottom of the glass was still sitting on the, the counter in front of him. The whole entire first uh, top half of it was in little pieces all across the room behind him. No one got hurt, you know, was it, you know, was it no glass hit him or anything. Yeah, it was very dramatic, though. You have a new cook, and he was telling me that he heard the stories, and then he was staring at an empty beer glass on the counter on the bar, and he can't understand it, but the top half at an angle just slid off. It was cut crystal oh. clear perfect, but nothing was around or anything like that. And You haven't even heard that story. <laughs> oh, yes. He saw that, and uh, he says that got him. Now, this is a little tragic, a little sad. Uh, there was a woman in there a while back, and she was looking at the entryway, and she swears up and down, up in the rafters, she could make out a figure. Well, not long after that, her son came in with her, and their tongue goes, Oh, Mom, you remember my friend so-and-so? Yeah. He pointed at the rafters, and he said he was depressed one night, and he hung himself right there. Yeah, you know what's interesting? So there's a different, um, there are different accounts of that same story, um, and I looked up to see there is no record of that. So, but I have Crystal, um, who was one of my regulars, who knew this person. Like, so they they this, they have accounts for, it, but for some reason, it's not in the public records. But I will tell you, there's been many many cases of um, people walking. So this is up in the VIP room, and at one point it was uh, a hair salon, and then it was the our first original tattoo shop. They'll walk right there where we're speaking of, and they'll get this this just super sad feeling and I've had it a couple times and um, this is before we knew this story so I'm like okay well that would make sense for that kind of sense that happens but there's been different accounts of people seeing that same that same thing and then more of a like that that feeling that just really sad dark feeling right there years ago there was a basement fire at the old Episcopal Church which is now the Mirkwood and things have been repaired, but there were times where locals could swear that those basement windows were displaying a fire going inside, and they had called the authorities. We think this church yep. is on fire, and that's happened more than once. 
And then when right. you're in front of the church, looking at it, the upper right is your barber shop. It is called the Olympic Hair Studio. Okay, we were talking to him, and he says that a friend of his that he was giving a haircut to questioned the place was haunted, and right then something or another got him in some type of hold and made his body go against its will like a demonstration, like, yes, I am here. Stories like that are so common. Right. Well, do you want to hear my very first um, encounter with the ghosts in Berkwood? Please. This is before we purchased the building. So we purchased the building in uh, 2005. So it must have been early. This will be October 2005. So this must have been early 2005. This is when it had been um, abandoned for 18 years. Um, It was the longest uh, Windermere listing um, no one wanted to buy it. There's, there was, um, you know, people thought it was full of asbestos and rats and that there was, you know, oil tank in the back that was leaking. And so all these stories that made people not purchase it. And so I walk in there with my husband and his dad. And my husband and his dad were going to be the ones that rebuild it. And there's laughing plaster falling off the walls. There's parts where you could see the sky still. No plumbing, no electricity in really, really bad, bad shape, all the windows broken out. And so we walk in, you can't even walk across the floor, the main floor, because it had crashed down into the basement. So we had to go down under, go back up, and the basement's just full of so much trash and and old rotten wood and old pizza ovens and things. And I go back and I go across where is now the dance floor, and the wood's all buckled, and I go sit on the stage. And so at that point, my husband and his dad are poking around doing the general contractor, looking at things in that way. I go just to kind of feel the building, and I was embraced. I was sitting on the stage, and I would literally, it was a very positive, not scary, but, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I have got to figure this out. We've got to get this building. So I go down to my disbelieving husband and his dad, and I'm like, we have to get this building no matter what. And they're like, Heather, this is a lot of work. Are you sure? And I'm like, yes. And I'm tears in my eyes. I'm like, yes, we have to have to do this. And so that is my first initial. And I, I am, I'm so positive that the reason why they wanted us there is that they knew that we'd bring the joy back and the music and the entertainment and the, you know what I mean? They knew that we would bring it alive again. You certainly have done that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes the shadow of a tall, lanky man wearing a Western hat is seen making his way through the Mirkwood. You know who I'm referring to? Yeah, that would be my father-in-law, the one that was there at that, that initial day and who rebuilt the place with my husband. He is now passed on, but we, we see him quite a bit. And um, he's... I, I, he has his spots that people will see him, but um, he I knows another one that will will respond when someone wants some sort of proof, and he will flick the lights on and off on that that back hallway next to the band room. He had played with the lights before, but it didn't make sense because when you do the switch, it's going to go so far down the line, and it wasn't. Some would, some wouldn't, and it didn't make any sense. That's not what the wiring dictates. Right. Oh, and so he also is the one that redid all of the wiring in in that building. So I'm I'm convinced that he just, he knows electricity so well, he's able to manipulate that 
super well. And he knows, you know, where everything, he, he's literally the one that put in all of those, those, those wires. Do you remember the conversation we had about a year and a half ago where it was daylight, and I believe it was you with somebody, and you looked at the main entryway, and there was a woman dressed from the 1800s in a purple dress. She was quiet, prim and proper, and then you turned around and looked again. She was gone, but you and your right. friend had saw that. Do you recall that? Absolutely, yeah. She's one of my uh, the ones I have seen clearly. Mind you, very quickly, you, I just thought she was a customer that was in there, and she was looking out that front window to the right of the front door, kind of looking down the street. Yes. So I was like, hello, I'll be right with you, you know, kind of giving that quick Make sure they, you know, the customer knows that I see them. Look back, gone. Now, you're familiar with the Oxford Saloon in Snohomish? Yes. Okay. They have a woman from that era in a purple dress who matches the description. And in fact, if they allow you to, they go upstairs and it's like a small museum and her dress is on a display case. But that's, oh, all, we, that's all we could think about is that era. Is that possibly her? Now, there is, when I visited you the other night, we were talking about a woman in white. I do not remember talking about a woman in white, because I don't think I have seen a woman in white. Your help, who was with you, mentioned... Oh, so it must have been Taylor, yeah. So Taylor probably was talking to you about it. Yes, yes, she was in that. (laughs) But down the street, there's a pizza parlor... Down the street, there's a pizza parlor, and they talk about a woman in yellow that they have seen because they frequent the Berkwood. And the place is greatly renowned, but you seem to have your steady eddies there, like the little girl Samantha. But then you seem to have others that kind of come and go, like that woman in the purple dress from last century. Right. Well, I think what it is is it's a... um, I like to think of, you know, there's areas that kind of the energy strong, if that makes sense. So I think Merkwood is one of those spots, you know, it was a sacred space. There was two different churches that burnt down on that same space. It was one of the first, I believe it was the first church in Arlington. And um, so it's just, it's just a very active, spiritually active spot. So I think that's what kind of happens is, you know, people come in there and they're, you know, they're open to it. Number one, Number two, it's just I, they seem to want to be seen, want to be heard. You know, and that's, we do do that, too. We're like, what do you need? You know, what's, what's happening? I do do a lot of, hey, I'm too busy. Please, I can feel you, but I don't, you know, kind of don't. <laughs> I don't have time for you right now kind of thing. And, I, you know, it's one of those things just because you'll, a ghost will be kind of, and usually it's um, in, in Merkwood, it's kind of, it'll get colder. And so, yeah, there'll, there'll be times where I'll be like, okay, you know, I'm sorry. But, you know, I know that some of the ghost groups have done some work, especially with Samantha. Um, Samantha does not know she's gone. So I know that's one of the things is just they're trying to, like, help her. If, if you want to move on, you know, are lo- no longer on this plane of existence kind of thing. Your neighbor, Steve, lives the house next door. He told me that when he would see her shadow, when he could hear her, 
he would try to explain that you don't have to be with us anymore. You, he was trying the best he could do that. Now, we were talking right. about the paranormal groups. We just did the Vintage Cafe, and they were with Team Haunt Paranormal, and they said, by the way, we also did the Mirkwood. So do you recall Team Haunt Paranormal, THP, doing a little feature on the Mirkwood? Yes, yeah, so we've had quite a, different group, a lot of groups uh, do this. So I'm pretty sure I know which one that was. Um, but yeah, they and I know one of um, our tattoo artists is involved in one of the groups too. So I think that's the one that, that she's involved in. And yes, so I, I do believe that's the one. That's one that also did the Vintage Cafe. Yes. Now, did they, these groups that come in with research, what do they have to tell you in regards to their findings? Well, what's really fun is oftentimes they will give me like a, a folder with all of their findings and they'll even give me recordings, um, pictures. Um, there's, Merkwood is known for orbs. So there's so many, so many photos. And in fact, like we were discussing all of the photos when we were working on the building, they always had orbs in it, no matter what. Like whatever pictures we took, there would be orbs all around us. And um, so that's kind of a fun thing. Like you just, you're like, okay, yes, there's evidence of it. Um, I have footage from my security cameras with things in the middle of the night. Um, so, it, yeah, there's there's all, all sorts of fun stuff. And I do really appreciate it when, when those groups do it just because it's, it's interesting. And they'll be like, it'll also, something that I've experienced, it will give it validation something that I, of course, didn't tell them about, and they'll have the same experience that I did. So Skip, that's, that's and Chiron, Skip and Sharon are the best in the business from the Psychic Spectrum radio show. I brought them there twice, and the second time they brought quite a group and did a lot of searching, and they said this is a treasure trove, a gold mine. Sharon says that upstairs she saw a monk. And, well, we're going back to 1892, she says she right. saw a monk. From the outside of the building, there are people who look at the upper right corner, which is the barber shop, and they say that sometimes they see a woman in a white dress, kind of like a funeral dress, looking back. A lot of right. stories like that. Something else that was brought to our attention is when we went downstairs where you have the piercing, you have the herb shop, you have the tattoo parlor, in front of the men's bathroom, there seems to be a spiritual pushing contest where many people have claimed that's where they got shoved, pushed, yep. roughed up a little bit. Uh, nothing that would take you to the hospital, but it certainly gets your attention. I have this. This is uh, one of those dramatic stories. I had a, uh, a bartender, Nick, and this is when we did have um, a bar downstairs as well, and he was down there was closing up and all of the the uh, glasses started rattling which has happened quite often that's just the kind of the whole thing well you know everything will start rattling happens in the kitchen quite often and um so he gets spooked uh goes into the bathroom because he was going to be like i'm getting out of here but i'm gonna use the restroom first then he gets pushed right exactly where you said he runs out of the building i was upstairs so he calls me and he's like I am never stepping foot in that building again. Like literally he didn't, he was done. He quit 
And uh, even his paycheck, he, he called me. I'm, I'm not coming in. You need to bring it out to me. Okay, Nick, fine. <laughs> so, yeah, he was, he was pretty spooked. But honestly, I, most of the energy in Merkwood is very positive. And even that one I don't think is malicious. I think it's more uh, uh, trickstery, if that makes sense. You know, I don't think I they were trying to hurt anybody. Saying. I think they just yes. really wanted to be heard, be seen, you know. Here's a question I have. <clears throat> I've always been very leery, fearful of Ouija boards, and I keep my distance. Downstairs where that bar used to be, because it's sort of elevated like a stage, I believe you have tarot engraved on one of the tables, and you have a I Ouija do. board on the other. Is there anything about that in any way, shape, or form that might be drawing something? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, see, I'm I'm opposite of you. I don't mind bringing that energy in. I don't. I like the, uh, you know, I, I have have had people use that Ouija board. It was um, there's nothing mystical about it. My dot, my artist daughter Savannah, the head tattoo artist, she just painted this gorgeous Ouija board on the board um, because we like that. And it's, we like the aesthetic of it. And we like the, I don't mind the energy of trying to bring the spirits and that doesn't, you know, and then of course you have my husband who doesn't believe. So, you know, um, and then, yeah, my, my favorite tarot deck I put in um, on the other side of the bar and my husband epoxied over it. So we kind of made it so people can do their own tarot reading by using dice. So they all are numbered, and so it's just a fun, okay, all right, way to read well, tarot. But I am loving this show, and I like it when I visit the Merkwood. We've run out of time. How can people contact you or the Merkwood? So we, um, if you want to email us, MerkwoodStore at gmail dot com. We are it's uh, MerkwoodPublicHouse.com dot com is our as our website. Um, Facebook, um, we're pretty easy to get a hold of because you. You um, pull it up on Google, and there we are. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much, and you'll be seeing me in the near future, and I'm going to sit awesome. down and have your chili burger. I love it. Heather, thank you so much for visiting us. The Mats and Mitzel team, thanks you. You bet. Have a great day. Thank you. Here's what's coming up next week on Manson Mitchell. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Charlie Serafin, author of The Story of Your Life, to inspire you to reflect on your entire life in the most meaningful way. On Saturday, Catherine Alice makes her annual Valentine's visit to talk about how love can find you no matter what your circumstances or how many times you have given up on romance. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150.